0: We want better performances, we want more attack. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing to be shouting sh- sh- no. out. It made me really proud to be a monster man.
1: The Red 78 with Alan Quillen and neave Briggs. Subscribe to the Rugby Channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now.
2: The News Round on Off The
0: Ball. With Gillette. We don't just play the game, we change it. Gillette. Made of what matters. This is News Talk.
2: Joe Malloy with you on this Tuesday evening. We have the great Caitlin Thompson from Racket Magazine with us just after 8 o'clock on the never ending soap opera that is Novak Djokovic. Tara Sullivan with us as well from the Boston Globe talking NFL. Antonio Brown and John Madden up for discussion. Owen Sheehan on the darts and then on the football front. Things have never seemed more hopeless around Old Trafford Way post Fergie. Andy Mitten, half past seven. Pat Nevin on the football show. He was at Stamford Bridge on Sunday. 53106, the text number. We're at Off The Ball on Twitter. Anne-Marie Donnellan, hello. You're in studio. Hi, Good evening. How you doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. (laughs) Adrian Barry, hello to you.
0: No, I don't know what you laughing
1: at Happy New Year to you, Anne
2: Marie. <laughs> happy New Year, <laughs> Anne gave sort of out of the way. Anne Marie gave sort of an ironic nod after saying Happy New Year, as if it's something <laughs> adults say. And I look, we've done it now. <laughs> well, Happy New And how was Christmas for everyone? Good,
1: grand, yeah, quiet, nothing wild, nothing too exciting.
2: Well, I mean, what was there to do? Everything was shut, really, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, thank God a good bit of football went ahead because I remember, was it the 22nd or 3rd? Yourself, Nathan and I were here saying, well, there's 10 fixtures this weekend. We're probably going to get two, three, four if we're really lucky. But we actually did get more than I thought we would.
2: We did okay. Liverpool, breaking news, uh, Claxon and all that. Liverpool have just requested that their Carabao Cup match against Arsenal this week be postponed. They had to stop training today. So Liverpool, uh, with that request, just in, but in the main, yeah, we did okay on the footballing front. Adrian Barry, if I never eat another Ferrero Rocher, how was your Christmas?
0: It was lovely. I had a really nice time. Uh, it feels, I was sent to something today, it feels like it has been off for longer than it was, which is all you can expect. So it was lovely. Yeah, really nice time. Uh, loads of family time and there was like... Yeah, just enough sport just to kind of keep us ticking over, wasn't there? I, I was grinning as you were saying Owen oh, it's coming up in the darts. I can't wait for that. I was glued to it. It was to the final, sorry. I watched nothing of any of the rest of it. And uh, like every other bandwagon hopper, jumping into the end. But uh, no, generally very good. Joe watched lots of TV. I saw you were doing your own bits of sort of TV reviews over the Christmas as well, which I watched with interest. Oh, yeah. Um,
2: I, I, I'm thinking I might start doing a Barack Obama end of year recommendations.
0: Yeah. What would be uh, Back to the Future, obviously, you're
2: you're <laughs> yeah. you'd be having a bit of that. Oh, yeah, we had a bit of that. What was it I recommended? I can't even remember now. Oh, The Beatles, the Beatles get back. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Did you yeah. watch that?
1: No, I didn't. I was talking to someone about it and they said I can use their Disney Plus sign in, but I have to chase up upon that. <laughs> <laughs> <So No. laughs>
2: I wouldn't shout it to Disney, but yeah, work away.
1: <laughs> the next time I'm on, I might have watched it.
2: Yeah, OK, do. Yeah, on no, Christmas that, Day,
1: right. I watched Into the West. Then Bohemian Rhapsody
2: into the West with Tato and Ushin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And How does then, that hold up?
1: Oh, classic. Yeah. Then Bohemian Rhapsody and then Pavarotti in the park. I heard that was in good in 1991.
2: But there's a new documentary about Pavarotti. I didn't see
1: the documentary. I just saw the live performance okay. from Hyde Park.
2: Yeah, I heard the new documentary is good.
1: Mm. But uh, yeah, amazing in 1991. I wasn't even born.
2: Okay.
0: Don't don't let me tato Is that the that's the that's the big line, isn't it? Out of into the west. Another one.
1: Yeah, Gabriel Byrne.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't leave me tato Yeah, great line.
2: Or his asthma's not bad one day, and so they have to fake the asthma when he's singing. It's like your singing's not bad enough; we're not getting any money. Oh yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. When they go busking, <laughs> and then yeah. they
2: buy the chips. Great times. Yeah. God, that's
1: when. That's what's that,
2: early nineties. Is
1: that? It? Oh yeah, I think so. It was on TG Car around afternoon time on Christmas Day. Okay. And I stumbled across it. There's
0: okay. so much new stuff though. It's like there's so much new stuff. That's why that's I didn't I didn't indulge too much in the nostalgia and the things. I watched Ted Lasso, which everybody's been banging on about. I thought I can't avoid it much longer. I gotta watch it. Oh yeah. And very good, very good. Definitely recommend that. It's a bit schmaltzy in parts, but warm, like warm, nice definitely nice a nice watch like i wouldn't that's what it is like i
2: understand bit. people who say it's not especially funny i do get that but it has just mm-hmm. enough heart right at the end to bring you back oh in, yeah you
0: know. yeah 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 and then and then there was a lot of chat about so i got up apple tv so i thought well i better watch the morning show before i oh yeah good uh, cancel my subscription don't i'd not recommend it at all uh, really i'd have you as the jennifer bother.
2: jennifer aniston character just you know highly strong difficult
0: <laughs> it's like it's <laughs> I was saying to my wife the other day, like, it could could they just do a scene where she's not, like, emotionally strong? Could they just do a scene where she's just normal Like once? Could she? I just, it's, the cast is unbelievable. The yeah. cast is, is incredible. And I just think that if you took that cast out of it and you had unknown actors in it, I don't think people would bother with it. Like, they some of the stuff is just so ludicrous. Like, I, they actually walk themselves right up to a place of really interesting conversations about deep, and very current conversations like mm-hmm. really meaty goods to complex nuanced conversations that they're they've created this space in which to play around in and to challenge people's perceptions and views about it and they go right up to it and then they just come up with this ludicrous stuff to get themselves out of it it's i don't know just some of the script writing for they've done so well to get themselves up to a place and then some of the script writing and some of the general scene setups i don't want to be giving any spoilers but are just so Ludicrous, it just lets it down.
2: Mm. Uh, we watched. It wasn't very festive, but we went on a big dope sick marathon over the Christmas. Oh, Have yeah? you seen that no. Re- really good, really no. good. It's about the opioid crisis in America and the slacker family and OxyContin and how initially it was said not to be addictive. And it turned out it was incredibly addictive and ruined lives the world over. And that whole. Saga, which is only still uh, being sorted out, uh, so that's highly recommended. That's phenomenal. It's not full See, of that's Christmas that's cheer, but it's really, it's, no, it's really, really very good. That's yeah. what you
0: get, Amory, in the Malloy household. You get all this sort of, you know, deep thinking. They're Sounds sitting around, fun. but they're not discussing like Plato <laughs> and sort of theories of relativity. It's that, uh, you know, and it's Ted Lasso around my house. That's,
2: wow. Well, that's so let's get moving here. This was a really, that was just a genuine what you've been up to over Christmas catch up. Let's get on with the show here so we should start the news round there are a few texts in already so Sarah in Ennis football addicts always have another fix around the corner I am bereft Darts World Championship over for another year and Tony simply sells Ralph Rangnick out yeah things are pretty hopeless around Old Trafford Way Andy Mitten's going to join us at half seven the news round is brought to you by Gillette put your best face forward with our new and improved Razors so Novak Djokovic this is an interesting story Caitlin Thompson's going to join us after 8 o'clock to talk more about this, but he will be at the Australian Open, vaccine or no.
1: Yeah, he will as he's been granted a medical exemption to defend his Australian Open title. That's after what officials have called a rigorous review process. The world number one's place at the Grand Slam, which is only two weeks away, was in doubt due to uncertainty over his COVID-19 vaccine status. Djokovic previously refused to say if he has been jabbed or not. Players heading to Melbourne have to be vaccinated unless they are medically exempt.
2: So, this has prompted a lot of raised eyebrows. So, for instance, uh, the news broke this afternoon and Jamie Murray was over mm. at a tournament at a press conference and it was put to him, what do you make of all this? And Jamie Murray said, well, I mean, <laughs> you know, without knowing anything about it, he said, well, put it this way, I think if it was me, I wouldn't have got the exemption. As in, I'm not the world number one. I'm not the defending champion. I'm not famous and high profile. And they've made an exception here for Djokovic. So that's his take. I'd say that's a lot of people's takes. The medical exemption works uh, on a few different fronts. So there are two panels of experts. They're charged with reviewing evidence, with looking at the application and they're government appointed. So this isn't just the tournament appoint some people and they can kind of, you know, say to them on the side, listen, it's Djokovic, obviously rubber stamp that and get them through. These are government appointed medical people and they were asked for more information about the exemption and they said, well, it's private information, it will be redacted. So we can't obviously divulge someone's privacy, especially their medical privacy. As for the criteria, the Australian Technical Advisory Group, whoever they are, listed it out. So this can be everything from suffering from an acute medical condition. It can go to if you've previously had a very, very bad reaction to the vaccine, or if you've had COVID in the last six months, then that will also get you an exemption. We don't know the reasons for Djokovic's Exemption. I mean, I think we're on fairly safe ground, Adrian, to say he hasn't had the vaccine, given everything he's said over the past two years. Who knows? You're either in the Jamie Murray camp and you're saying, well, you know, uh, cynicism to the end. Or look, it's entirely possible Djokovic had COVID in the last six months. That may be his way in here.
1: Yeah,
0: they, they can't reveal what's going on. He could. I just on why, just just I mean I don't know. Come out and just say it. Maybe it goes against his, you know. Uh, uh, sorry, Caitlin, you're talking to later on yeah. some good theories on it. Um, so uh, he's the, he's really the only one in all this that you can take that that could actually bring it to an end. Like I do take some sort of crumbs of comfort from the fact that, like, look, he's not a particularly likable character. That's so you come to the you come to the conversation with that baggage, unfortunately. Yeah, um, and. And that definitely colours your opinion, and I'm trying to sort of challenge that in a way, but I do take crumbs of comfort from the fact that it is an independent committee, that they're not, you have to assume that they're not serving the interests of the tournament itself, that there's, like you read some of the reports about Australia particularly, and what's going on there, that, you know, five to ten people a day dying from issues related to COVID, Um, over 2,000 people in total, half a million COVID cases um, in, in total in that country it's surging there at the minute as, as it is in many countries across across the globe big time and hospital numbers in some parts have doubled in the course of a week so like it's an active big deal and deserves conversation about it in the context of that Djokovic could easily come out and just say listen I know that it's it's a really bad situation there I just want to clarify where I'm at whereas like his social post felt a little bit kind of grandstanding and I'm a bit above all the rest of you that's kind of what it felt like obviously Jemy Murray is feeling that that's kind of that seems to be the conversation. Maybe that's in the locker room as well. So he's mm. the one who could kind of bring an end to it. And like maybe he should just do that.
2: Caitlin Thompson on the way at eight o'clock from Racket Magazine. She has a theory based on nothing. She says herself, but she thinks that Djokovic so. Enjoys almost messing with people's heads and being a point of discussion that he secretly is vaccinated. (laughs) You know, he's at the same time poster boy for the anti-vaxxers. Who knows? But Caitlin Thompson, always really good contributor on the way after eight o'clock. Meanwhile, Romelu Lukaku and Marie has apologised really to try and put an end to this rather strange couple of days.
1: Yeah, Chelsea boss Thomas Tuchel says he has apologised for the controversial interview that he gave last month and has returned to training in that interview with Sky Italia at the start of December. He said he was unhappy with his role at the club. He also expressed his desire to return to Inter Milan in the future. Lukaku was not in Chelsea's matchday squad for their 2 all draw with Liverpool in the Premier League on sunday tuchel has since had clear the air talks with the 28 year old and he may feature for them in their carabao cup semi-final against tottenham tomorrow night at his pe- press conference today tuchel explained how those talks went and how he feels fans will react to him the next time he plays
3: uh, for me the most important thing was to understand and to clearly understand and believe that uh, it was not intentional uh, he did not do this intentionally to create this kind of noise in front of a big game, and the second one, it was the the very first time that he even behaved uh, even before when he when he seemed to be. Um, when he, in his opinion he was ready to play, for example, after his injury from the start, and we thought like he needs to he needs to re to the intensity a little bit more. There was never the the slightest behavior against the team. So it was the very very first time that we actually we felt him this way, and these are very important points to understand that um, to to stay calm and to understand that it's not that big as maybe people want it to be or or you want it to be. Uh, it's not small. It's also not small, but um, it's 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 small enough to stay calm, to accept an apology, and uh, to move on forward. He's very aware of 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 uh, what happened and and what he created, and he is uh, in in. He feels the responsibility to, to clean the mess up, uh, uh, maybe we will have a bit of a smell still uh, from it, of course, um, he can handle it, he has, he has, there's also no other choice, uh, he cannot expect now everybody to be, to be super happy uh, the very next day but he is still our player and uh, we have uh, good 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 reasons and a lot of reasons uh, to 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 make him play for us and to convince him and to fight hard that he is our player we are happy that he's our player and we will protect him
2: all much ado about nothing in some respects on the other hand adrian it's difficult to know what lukaku was trying to do with all of this if it was to engineer and move away and he really doesn't like the place and get out in january then you would think he wouldn't apologize straight away and try and put the whole thing behind them. So I don't really know what the point of the interview was unless he just found himself being more honest than he'd planned to, and things just came out the way they came out, but he's mm. trying to put it behind him, it would seem.
0: That's that is a fair that is a fair point, actually. Um Tuchel is trying to walk a fairly fine line there, isn't he? Like you know, I it's an unenviable posi- position in some ways because he's obviously having to sit down with Lukaku and go, Here, we gotta collectively reverse out of the situation or like w- the path that we're on was no good for anybody either way. Um and and all parties are gonna miss out of that. But he was kind of saying Oh, it's not really a big deal, but then also there's still a stink around and like fans aren't gonna be as nuanced as that either. I think that like what'll happen, it'll look it'll depend. Lukaku, of course, is an opportunity to put all this right by going on and scoring a handful of goals, and fans will forget about it in no time. And so, definitely, that part is absolutely uh, true. But it was just such a weird thing. To the whole thing was so weird. To ultimately, it seemed like he was sort of jeopardizing his uh, future at Chelsea, which is so weird. Mm. But yeah, uh, uh, Tuchel, I'd say you're getting sort of half the story there. It feels like he's going to walk in that line of obviously being. Internally, I'm sure he was fuming by the way. that's you know, he sounds very relaxed and calm about things there. Um, but I'm sure this was not a distraction he needed. It, was, it came up before the Liverpool game, wasn't it? Is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. not a distraction you need. Um, not and not, not a given how that game went for them in the end. Uh, like the last thing he needed to be doing was to be talking about that stuff after the match.
2: Mm. Meanwhile, Seamus Coleman glancing over his shoulder.
1: Yeah, Everton completed the signing of Scotland international Nathan Patterson from Rangers today. He joins the Premier League club for a fee in the region of £16 million. That's on a three and a half year deal. He's a right back, so he will act as competition for the Republic of Ireland captain Seamus Coleman. The 20 year old says he has spoken to Coleman and is hoping to learn from him. He's Zatofi's second signing of the January transfer window. They've also signed Ukrainian defender Vitaly Mekalenko, who plays on the left. That's from Dynamo Kiev.
2: I was talking to Pat Nevin about this and how much competition Nathan Patterson will be for Seamus Coleman, and he said, considerable. This guy's really good.
1: Yeah, and Coleman's 33. Mm hmm. So you'd imagine this could be nerve-wracking for Coleman.
2: Well, it's coming. It's just a case of will it be a two or three or four-year tussle, or will he get in straight away and be really good? And that's that'd be the worry. Is Pat have not seen a lot of him. Yeah, seen enough to say he's fantastic going forward, and this guy's the real deal. And Pat was even saying Everton was about the minimum st- standard of club he could have joined. That he thought Arsenal was were going to swoop in and get him. So yeah, no, he's the real deal.
0: That a step up, John.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess Everton aren't in the habit of spending twenty million euro on twenty year olds unless they're Yeah, unless very, they've very got very something about them. Yeah. So Munster have kept a coach.
1: Yes, forwards coach Graham Roundtree committed his future to the province today, signing a two-year contract extension and it's set to keep the former Lions and England coach at Thomond Park until the end of the 2024 season. He says it was an easy decision to stay. Munster's head coach Johan van Gran is set to move to Bath next summer, as we know, while senior coach Stephen Larkham will return to Australia. That's to take up a role with the Brumbies. Here's former Munster player Alan Quinlan on the Red 78 podcast reacting to today's decision.
2: The News round on Off The Ball
1: with Gillette. We don't just play the game, we change it. Gillette
3: made of what matters.